Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Mostly cloudy to cloudy skies expected with a sprinkle in the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Springfield 42, Farragut Square 38, Laurel 37 degrees, going down to the lower 30s in places. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, the Baltimore Orioles soon to be under new ownership. Multiple reports are saying that. We're learning about the people shot during a violent rampage Monday night. I'm Scott Gelman. A closer look at D.C. gun violence, why it's happening, and who's being impacted. I'm Nick Ainelli. Very sad news as a young girl is dead after being hit by a car in D.C. tonight in the parking lot of a gas station. Also new. Soon the search will begin for a new Montgomery County Police Chief. I'm Kate Ryan. We thought that a new commander's head coach might be all wrapped up this week. It's proving to be a more difficult job to fill that position. We'll tell you what we know so far. It's 12 midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. President Biden says he knows who's behind the drone strike in Jordan that killed three American soldiers over the weekend, Iran-backed militia groups. He says he's considering how and when to respond without creating more conflict. I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. That's not what I'm looking for. CBS's David Martin says American troops in bases in the Middle East are targets. Bases in Iraq and Syria, including one just 15 miles north of the base in Jordan on the Syrian side of the border had been attacked repeatedly, but until Sunday, no weapon had landed on the Jordanian side of the border. And that may have created a uh, false sense of security. An American F-16 fighter jet has crashed in South Korea, and it's not clear why, says reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. There were no casualties as the pilot was safely recovered after ejecting from the aircraft, according to the U.S. Air Force. But it does raise the question of what exactly caused the crash during routine training. All we know so far is there was an in-flight emergency. Not letting up, the U.S. continues to work for the release of the hostages held by Hamas. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. We believe that we are that we are uh, that we're making progress on trying to get uh, an extended pause in place so that we can get those hostages out. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said a hostage deal is probably not imminent. The New York City Council has overridden Mayor Eric Adams' veto of a controversial law that requires police to document each of their encounters with the public. CBS's Matt Piper says the law will go into effect in July. The so-called How Many Stops Act requires police officers to document all encounters, recording the race, gender, and age of people they stop in low-level encounters, where police ask for information from those who are not necessarily suspected of any crime. While opponents say it will slow down police response times, those in favor say it will provide accountability and prevent racial profiling. The Texas Supreme Court is considering whether to overturn a ban on gender-related health care for transgender minors. More from KITV reporter Michael Atkison. The key question before the court is whether or not this kind of ban violates parents' rights to provide health care to their kids. But in something akin to a role reversal, it was the attorneys for the families of trans minors arguing for parental rights and conservative advocates saying the legislature can regulate that. Two current and two former Massachusetts state police troopers among six people charged with taking bribes in exchange for giving passing scores on commercial driving tests. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. WTOP at 1203. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, January 31st, last day of this month. Welcome in. Cloudy, mild, chilly. Veronica says the low by daybreak Wednesday, midweek, should be about 35 to 40 degrees as you rise. We're at 38 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. Dean Blaine, we thank you for taking us along for your Wednesday midweek midnight hour ride. We begin the ride this morning with the latest on Mike Gill, the first person shot in a violent rampage locally that stretched from D.C. to Prince George's County on Monday night. Now we're learning here at WTOP from a friend of his this morning. I have been and continue to be just almost speechless about it. That's how Michael Bennett felt when he heard his friend and former colleague Mike Gill had been shot. They worked together on the D.C. Board of Elections for six years. Police say Gill was shot near 9th and K Streets just before 6 o'clock Monday night. It's just such a senseless act and such a senseless situation. I mean, I just, his, his family, my heart bleeds for his family. A family spokeswoman is identifying Gill as the victim of the shooting. D.C. police say a suspect got into a parked car and shot Gill. He got out and collapsed on the sidewalk. It makes you feel really vulnerable and frightened. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. D.C. police tell WTOP this morning Gill is in very critical condition this hour. WTOP at 12.04. We're also learning more about the victim who was shot and killed during Monday night's rampage. D.C. police say the suspect carjacked 35-year-old Alberto Vasquez Jr. and his girlfriend. That happened on N Street in Northeast. Even though Vasquez gave the suspect the keys to the car, the suspect still shot him. Vasquez was taken to a local hospital, we were told, where he later died. NBC4 spoke with Vasquez's parents, Jacob and Antoinette Walker. You just kill him over a car? What can you do with a car? Like, you can't go anywhere with that. This doesn't make much sense. That, like, is is senseless. He would never hurt anyone. He was the most charismatic. Funny. Party. Yeah. Like, he was, he was the life of the party. Vasquez leaves behind two young daughters. WTOP at 1205 Wednesday morning. We know in recent years, gun violence in the district has been on a steep rise. And a new report on the issue this week looks at why... Some of that is actually happening, and who's impacted the most by it? We're seeing this gun violence really focused on black males. About 95% of victims and suspects in D.C. homicides are black, despite black residents comprising only 46% of the city's overall population. And victims and suspects are primarily between the ages of 18 and 34. That's from a new report released by the Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, an independent D.C. agency that identifies public safety challenges. Executive Director Christy Love says personal disputes play a key role. It can be a dispute over a young woman that maybe two men happen to have the same interest in. Another major factor driving gun violence, inflammatory music videos and social media posts between rival neighborhood groups. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. A girl is dead this Wednesday morning after being hit by a car in southeast D.C. Police say it happened just after 4 yesterday, Tuesday afternoon, at the parking lot of a gas station located on Pennsylvania Avenue. The female was transported to a local hospital where, unfortunately, she succumbed to her injuries. The driver of the striking vehicle did remain on scene and is currently being interviewed by our detectives. 
D.C. Police Commander Jerron Hickman this morning. Police are investigating the circumstances that led up to that crash. A carjacking crisis among young people in the region. Center stage locally at Prince George's County Council in a meeting on Tuesday night. WTOP's own Dick Giuliano was there and reports this Wednesday morning. The police chief provided a briefing on where things stand this morning. Carjackings 2023. We're investigating 508 cases. Police Chief Malik Aziz says more than half those arrested for carjackings are juveniles. Every single year... Our juvenile arrests have escalated more than the year before. He says juvenile crime calls for more mental health services, which must also reach families. Council member Eric Olson told the police chief he was nearly carjacked recently. And council member Crystal Laureata said she and her mom were driving home last week when they were followed. Luckily, we noticed it, and I had to call my fiancé to ask him to come meet us and so that he could trail us home. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP Wednesday morning at 12.07. He's been on the job for 38 years, and now he's apparently decided... That's enough. Montgomery County's police chief will be retiring come this summer. In his statement, Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones said simply, the time is right. He'll retire effective July 1st. Jones has been with the county police department since 1985 and was tapped to lead the county force in 2019, stepping into the job during unprecedented times, according to County Executive Mark Elrich. Elrich says Jones has led with empathy and respect, while constantly adapting to new police training tactics and technology. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. We've learned the Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes is leaving that job, apparently to join the federal government. Coming right up on WTOP after traffic and weather and your money news in the midnight hour this Wednesday morning. One woman's journey into the heart of the MAGA movement and how she got out with the book report. I'm Tariq King. Wednesday morning, January 31st, last day of this month. Enjoy. It's 12.08 on WTOP. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Good weather on the 8s and when it breaks, our first midnight hit. Good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center this morning. Thank you, Dean. Good morning. We have uh, the emergency road work that was on the Beltway in Loop in Prince George's County at 450 Annapolis Road. That was pothole repair. Discovered that that has been cleared. However, they're still taking away a single left lane on the Beltway in a loop over at the bridge over the Amtrak tracks. This is because of ongoing bridge deck repairs that you see in the overnight hours, uh, weather permitting through the late winter on the Beltway out loop at Pennsylvania Avenue in Prince George's County. Right lane is closed. And then the top side of Montgomery County between Connecticut Avenue and 270. The two right lanes are getting by that work zone. Northbound, or t- rather southbound 270 between Buckystown Pike and Fingerboard Road in Urbana. Right lane getting by the work zone. The left lane is blocked. Right lane closed on inbound New York Avenue or inbound New York Avenue at Florida Avenue. Outbound New York Avenue after North Capitol Street. One lane is getting by that work zone. In Virginia, you had the crash on southbound 123 right at the ramps 295. That is been cleared. However, the eastbound 66 express lanes right at the ramp to Virginia 28 in Centerville still have accident activity with a blo- both lanes blocked and the accident continues on northbound 95 south of Quantico. It's just north of Russell Road. Two right lanes are blocked. Go electric to Fitzway looking for an electric car. Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Overcast sky. 
skies and there may be a sprinkle or two here for the early morning hours. 34 to 40 degrees. We're above freezing. Anything in terms of snow and accumulation would be in the highest of elevations along the ridges in west of I-81. Your high temperature today, just around 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Having dropped a degree in the midnight hour, we're down to 38 in our nation's capital. Wednesday morning, midweek, January 31st. Enjoy the last day of this month. Brought to you, we are on WTOP This Morning by Longfence. Save 25% on Longfence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 12. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past. Here's Jeff. Boeing's reputation has taken a hit. A morning consult survey of 170,000 flyers shows Boeing net trust has dropped 12% since December. Shipping giant UPS is cutting 12,000 jobs. D.C. billionaire philanthropist David Rubenstein is stepping down from the Kennedy Center Board of Trustees after 20 years. He's given the Kennedy Center $111 million to date. Another record close for the Dow, up 134 points. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Overseas, Asian stocks mainly lower this morning. Our first check in the midnight hour Wednesday morning. The Kospi's down by three points. The Hang Seng is down 160 points. The Shanghai is off 11, though the Nikkei is up by two. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Our latest feature here at WTOP, a new book report next. Stick around. It's 12-11. Jack Frost is a slippery character. <laughs> with a nasty bag of tricks. Sleet and snow. Freezing rain and the big bad blizzard. Don't let him fool you. Depend on WTOP for traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. A winter weather advisory has just been issued. A lot of side streets remain unplowed. You'll know how to dress the kids to deal with Jack Frost. And you'll know when you can hit the road, Jack. WTOP News. Facts matter. Every moment counts if you're at risk or living with lung cancer. And anyone with lungs can get lung cancer. It causes more cancer deaths than breast, colon, and prostate combined. And while there may be moments where you question your next step, through it all, GoTo for Lung Cancer is here for you. We are your community. For screening, treatment, and survivorship support, GoTo is your go-to. Confronting lung cancer starts here. Visit goto.org. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. WTOP and 7 News First Alert Weather. Up to the minute forecasts you can count on. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When we learn the power of hope, recovery is possible. Find out how at startwithhope.com. Brought to you by the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, Shatterproof, and the Ad Council. Good Wednesday morning, January 31st. Welcome to the last day of this month. Thanks for sharing the midnight hour with us here at WTLP. If you're just joining us, you can look for it to be cloudy and mild. Still chilly this overnight early morning. Veronica says the low should be... And by daybreak on Wednesday, somewhere about 35 to 40 when you rise. We are at 38 degrees in Washington right now. I'm Dean Blaine. Welcome in. Glad you're with us at 1214 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Tina Nguyen was a conservative millennial with an interest in journalism. Pursuing her career through a network of academic and professional mentors, she then found herself at the center of the right-wing MAGA movement. 
In this latest edition of the WTOP Book Report, she talks to our own Tariq King this morning about her new memoir that's titled The MAGA Diaries, My Surreal Adventures Inside the Right Wing and How I Got Out. influence operation, I guess, that just started about, I think, the 1960s. You have a system that's taking young people and turning them into powerful people. And there are so many ways to become powerful. But all you need to do is go up to an older person, be impressive, be promising, and they'll go, man, okay, here's some attention. Here's some money. Let's see how far you can go. And I got out right before... I realized exactly what that ideological commitment meant, and I just, like, could not make it. You you found your way through it as essentially an observer, a journalist. The institutions where you were, that exposed you to basically certain networks, and it just kind of happened to be in a rightward direction. The reason, ultimately, that I ended up inside the movement was literally because an institute funded partially by Koch Brother Money was looking for young journalists who wanted an internship in the summer of 2009 at a news outlet to build a clip file. And my goal ultimately was to be a journalist. It's a really weird approach to a political book. Basically, it's a coming-of-age memoir that tracks my growth from a young, idealistic journalist into the current state of the world we're in with a very long detour slash journey into the far-right movement that birthed Donald Trump and gave him power. There is no equivalent to this on the left? There's absolutely no equivalent to this on the left, and that shocked me. It's not an ideology that's making Trumpism and MAGAism motivating force in America. It's the organizational structure that can get it from Donald Trump's brain to actionable policy. Be sure and check out Tariq's full interview with Tina Nguyen and learn more about the MAGA Diaries as it's titled. Just head over to our website and search book report. Quick look at the top stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. A series of shootings and carjackings locally in D.C. and Prince George's County comes to an end with the suspect shot dead by police. A girl is dead this morning locally after being hit by a car in southeast D.C. Tuesday afternoon. And word this morning that the Angelos family has reportedly struck a deal to sell the Baltimore Orioles to billionaire David Rubenstein for $1.7 bucks. More in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. When we were growing up, my two brothers and I just loved our Uncle Ted. He was like a really cool big brother who always brought around the best toys and took us to the best places and with whom we always had the most fun. It was odd, though, when we got older to realize he wasn't nearly as outgoing and adventurous with other adults. I found out much later that this might have had something to do with the ostomy bag he wore ever since he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager and had part of his lower intestine removed. Theodore Skolnick, my Uncle Ted, died last year at the age of 80, never having once mentioned his illness to me or my brothers. He left a large bequest to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to help fund better treatments for these diseases and also to help other people, old and young, seek and get help for the situation that he was never able to talk about. Don't feel you need to hide your Crohn's or colitis. Go to spillyourguts.org to learn more about the treatments available and even find a specialist. That's spillyourguts.org.
January 31st, good Wednesday morning, midweek. Thanks for sharing your early midnight hour with us at 1218 on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8s. First traffic. For that, we head over to Ken Berger this morning. All right, let's check that weather forecast first. The next weather maker has us overcast right now, and there is the possibility of some scattered sprinkles. Temperatures between 34 and 40 degrees were safely above freezing, so not expecting any accumulation. This is a very minor, a very weak weather maker for today. Later, mostly cloudy. Again, the possibility of a sprinkle even for the afternoon. High temperature just under 50 degrees. Delightful for Thursday, partly to mostly sunny around 55 degrees during the afternoon. I'm 7 News, Chief Meteorologist. Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 38 DuPont Circle, 37 Germantown, 38 Annandale. Right now, we are down a degree to 37 in our nation's capital. Now, let's check in with Kim this morning. Thanks a lot, Dean. Sorry about that. Northbound 95, just south of Quantico, in the area of uh, in the area of Russell Road. The accident center lane, right lane, are blocked. Traffic getting by to the far left without difficulty. Just be aware, however, as you go past that accident scene, there are people out on the roadway helping out with this accident. The other accident working is in Virginia, also eastbound 66. The express lanes right at the ramp to Virginia 28 in Centerville. Both lanes are blocked. The main lanes are open. You can get by without incident. No real need to take the uh, express lanes. Also in the District 17th Street between G Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. Better shut down because of ongoing water main repair. In Maryland, you had the emergency work zone going on at Annapolis Road. That particular work zone has been cleared. However, they're still doing bridge deck repair work, calling for the single left lane closed on the inner loop at the bridge over the Amtrak tracks on the outer loop in, Pen- in the Prince George's County of Pennsylvania Avenue. Right lane is closed by the nightly work zone. Go electric to Fitzway looking for an electric your car, try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai, Ionic, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitsmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. All right, thanks, Ken. A man was found shot inside a car locally at DuPont Circle this week in Northwest D.C. The latest on that case coming right up on WTOP. Stay with us. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Central Union Mission. Men, women, and children experiencing homelessness and poverty have begun the new year hungry, lonely, and hopeless. But homelessness can end one person at a time when you partner with Central Union Mission. With $3.21, you can provide a meal, care, and an introduction to Central Union Mission's life-changing programs. A gift of $50 will feed and care for 15 people. How much hope can you provide? Visit WTOP.com and search charities. Stocks and bonds are volatile, but your financial plan doesn't have to be. Have you sat down to map out an investment plan you can trust when emotions and headlines stir panic? I'm Simon Hamilton with The Wise Investor Show. Every week, we discuss the latest financial trends and what investors need to know. To learn more about how to stay grounded and to become a better informed, wise investor, listen to The Wise Investor Show at RaymondJames.com forward slash The Wise Investor Group, or just find us on your favorite podcast app. January 31st, last day of this month. Thanks for sharing the midnight hour with us this Wednesday morning, where the time now on WTOP is 1221. Good morning. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. Let's turn to the world of sports this morning on WTOP. The Baltimore Orioles, as we've been telling you on TOP, are reportedly being sold. Multiple news outlets are reporting this week that the team is being sold to a group led by private equity billionaires David Rubenstein and Mike Arrighetti. Rubenstein is at the head of an investment group that includes, apparently, Orioles legend Cal Ripken, Jr., 
This morning, Baltimore Banner reporter Pamela Wood says this ownership change is something many fans have wanted for quite a long time. Peter Angelos wasn't always popular as the owner. He still is the owner, but he has been in charge for several years as his health has failed him. And his son, John Angelos, has taken charge. John has really left the baseball to the baseball people and helped engineer. Uh, you know, there were some very dark years for the Orioles, but they they turned it around last year, made the playoffs very exciting. But even so, fans have been calling for a long time for the Angelos family to sell, and it looks like they are getting their wish. The deal estimated this morning to be around $1.7 billion. A Democrat-controlled committee in Virginia's Senate has voted this week against approving Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's pick to lead the state's parole board. The Privileges and Elections Committee offering no explanation, apparently, when voting to remove Patricia West's name from a resolution containing a long list of appointees requiring General Assembly approval. That resolution now moves to the full Senate, where Democrats have a narrow majority right now. An attempt could be made to restore West to the list of appointees. Youngkin announced West's appointment back in the fall in September. A man was found shot inside a car at DuPont Circle in northwest D.C. D.C. police say it happened around 4 p.m. in the afternoon Tuesday yesterday at the intersection of Connecticut Avenue and Q Street near the north entrance of the DuPont Circle metro station. The victim was conscious and breathing at the time as he was taken to the hospital. It's unknown what led up to that shooting at this time. We don't have any of that information right now. The detectives are going through video footage trying to figure that out. So if anyone has any of that information, please give us a call or text us. D.C. Police Commander Nikki Labenhaus this morning. Stay with us for more information as it comes in on that developing story here at WTOP. To the world of entertainment this morning, a new documentary will apparently show how a legendary singer has been coping with a debilitating diagnosis. Amazon MGM just scored the rights to Celine Dion's story. A new documentary will focus on her life, legacy, and battle with a rare neurological condition known as stiff person syndrome. This is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. It affects one in every one million people. Sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use... My vocal cords. The singer says she hopes the documentary raises awareness and helps others when it eventually premieres on Prime. Monica Ricks, CBS News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. 6 a.m. Breaking news from Alexandria. 3.15 p.m. An update now on a story we've been following all day. 6.17 p.m. New information just coming in. WTOP doesn't just report breaking news and move on. We stay with the story. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Good Wednesday morning, January 31st. Time now, 1225 on WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. And at 1225, our first midnight hit Wednesday morning with Rob. Two college basketball games of local interest went the other way. George Washington shot just 32% and made only 5 of 29 from three-point range in an 83-61 loss to number 21 Dayton, the Revs' fourth straight defeat. VCU lost a 67-62 heartbreaker at St. Bonaventure, blowing a 20-point lead and missing multiple tries for the game-tying three at the end. The loss sends a five-game win streak overall and their Division I best 11 straight wins in true road games. 
A pair of top five upsets. Third-ranked North Carolina lost their first conference game to Georgia Tech in the final seconds. And number five, Tennessee, stunned by South Carolina on their home courts. Up a level, the NBA All-Star Weekend's three-point 